We need to talk. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk with your hostess, Pariah Sinclair. On this podcast, I talk with queer icons and notable queer people that are doing amazing things in their communities. I talk with icons in Baltimore and beyond. So on this episode, I am very, very excited to bring to you all the way from New York City, a drag queen, an internet social media icon, and just goddamn gorgeous. Give it up for Jolina Jasmine. Hello. Hello. How are we doing in this moment on a Tuesday? How are we feeling? I'm feeling very good. Thank you for having me, first off. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I, it's my, my day off, so I'm just relaxing, and, and I'm watching crime documentaries on, on YouTube, which is my favorite thing to do, and I'm eating snacks. I have Sour Patch Kids, so I'm very happy at the moment. <laughs> I, I love that. What crime documentaries are you watching? I'm currently watching this one from this, this channel I follow called That Chapter. It's the, it's called The Cruel Abduction of Reagan Tokes. Mm. And I follow that chapter and I follow this one queen, Bailey Sarian, who she does yes. Murder Mystery and Makeup Mondays. And it's my favorite thing to watch when I'm getting, when I'm getting in drag. I, there are some on Netflix that I like. I watch like some of the true crime stuff, but I mm. can't watch like a lot of them because I'll get paranoid. Yeah, sometimes like because I watch so many of them, sometimes I'm like, okay, it's getting heavy. Like I need to take a break for my own mental, my own mental health. But I'm like addicted to them. It's like, it's really bad. <laughs> I've watched, it's like the series on Netflix, Worst Roommate Ever. Yes. That was great. With the old lady and the people that she was burying. That was oh, I love it. It was so good. It was great. But it's also like, because the last two episodes were like the same story it was like continued and it was about like squatters. And like, I don't like how easy it is to be a squatter. Yeah. Like, and like, there's so many laws that protect them. It's insane. It's fucking wild. So like literally, and it's as simple as I'm going to explain. Like, if you get your shit in a place and you're, like, you're staying there and then you have like two pieces of mail at that address, you're like, you're a squatter and like, you, and you have rights and like, they can't legally evict you. Yeah. So you just have to kind of like make their life living hell and force them out with like, yeah. I think the lady did that. She like, she like had the, the party and was like, they were yes. going smoke under his door and stuff. Yeah. Good for her. I would have done the same thing. But I will say some of the people that like were roommates with the crazy people were kind of stupid. Cause it's like, why would you have them not sign a lease? Yeah. Like, or like a contract that says you're out of here in six months or something exactly. like that. You know what like, I mean? Yeah. Like this is not like when I'm in college, like have people sign a, a lease. It's like crazy. Always. And then what else? What other crime stuff? Oh, I watched um, the Tinder swindler. I didn't see that. That's really good. Yeah. The Tinder swindler. It's about this guy. I think he's like from Europe, somewhere in Europe. And he like meets these women on Tinder and like gets all this money from them. Like it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's like, yeah, that's like the, the, the scam artists. Like you hear about them all the time. I was watching this one that was really good the other day. It was the Craigslist killer. I've, I haven't watched it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it's such like a gag worthy thing because he back before I was doing drag full time, he came to my restaurant because he was he was getting married to his wife. And as a host, I was showing him upstairs to like the banquet hall that we have and our elevator got stuck and it was just me and him in the elevator for like 10 minutes. And I at the time had no idea because the news hadn't broke that he was like the Craigslist killer and it had broken maybe like a week later. And then our restaurant was getting swarmed with like all the news stations calling to like figure out like, oh, we heard that he's having his wedding here and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, I was literally in the elevator with this man for like 10 minutes. Is that insane? That's wild. But the fucking serial killer. That is why, but, but, and that's like, obviously how like insane, like mentally like insane those people are because like you, you were in an elevator with them and you probably didn't have any clue. I had no idea. Yeah. Like that's like, they're so manipulative and they can like turn on and off where like, I'm like getting chills. You can't see the, the hair sticking up <laughs> in my arm. I shaved my arms cause I had a show, but like, like it's like little goosebumps. <laughs> you're, you're such a lady shaving your arms. <laughs> such a lady. I shaved my arms like a month ago because I did a burlesque gig and I wanted to like feel the full fantasy. The whole fantasy. The whole fantasy of being hairless. But yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to near, I'm going to near my legs probably in a couple of days because I have this gig on Friday and it's a kind of this like alternative edgy gig and I'm not wearing Ooh. fucking, I'm not wearing pads. No way. I love so, that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to wear our body. So I'm going to show like my legs and everything. Yeah, fuck that. Break all the rules. Yeah. I normally like I I hate shaving. Like I hate shaving my face. I hate shaving my arms. I hate shaving my chest and my underarms. But like depending on like the costumes that I wear, like it kind of kind of like calls for it. Yeah. But every time I do it, I'm just like, ugh. A lot of the time I'm like very covered up. Like when I'm in drag, even if I'm showing body, like I'm wearing like four pairs of tights and shit like that. So it's like majority of the time, the only skin I'm literally showing is like my face. Mm-hmm. Like and barely that because I have like four pounds of makeup on. So like <laughs> literally do you like, ever get hot though i do i do yeah. get hot um it's just yeah i don't know it's just like the drag i do like the shit i like and the shit like the costumes and outfits i like gravitate towards it's just a lot of shit on shit on shit yeah and i follow you on social media your drag is amazing thank you i appreciate You're welcome. it welcome but yeah i literally like i'll <laughs> i'll be like i don't know i was like do i was in florida like a month or two ago yeah i was just like i was just wearing the most like what you covered. call it covered up like i was wearing like this dress which showed my titties, but of course I was wearing a breastplate. So I had the breastplate Ooh. plus the dress, but it was low cut. But then I had like these things on my arms, like these little like puffy sleeve things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever get like like, like the, the, the breastplate sweat where it sweats like down? Yeah. Oh, the it's, worst. It's I don't <laughs> even want to like, the back of my breastplate is so gross. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I'm honestly surprised like there isn't mildew growing on it or something. <laughs> like it is so nasty. It is so nasty. I, I don't, I have the one that like um, goes around the neck. I don't have the one where you like, you put over your shoulders. Oh, I have both of them. You do? Which one do you like mm-hmm. more? Oh, the one that, I mean, pros and cons, the one that just goes around your neck is heavier, but like you can breathe more in it. But yeah. the one that goes over your shoulders is a lot lighter, but you sweat. Like I sweat a lot more with that one. I would say if I had to pick one, probably the one that goes around my my neck, just because I can breathe a little bit more. I agree. I I only wear the I, I have the one that goes over my shoulders, but it was like a cheaper. It wasn't super cheap, but it was a cheaper one on Amazon. That's why I got mine. In the fucking side rip. So yeah, I couldn't wear it. But I don't really like that one because like when I'm wearing breastplate, I like to show my back. Uh-huh. And, like, it looks awkward when you're showing your back and, like, the one that goes over your shoulders or it goes over, your, like, goes through your body because it's, mm-hmm. like, plastic back. 
Oh, you don't do like makeup and like texturize it and stuff with like powders and. That's a lot of work. No. Oh, I just throw some powder on me with a little, a little beauty mark. No, God, no, God, no, 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 no. Oh, I, I I, that's why I love like the the neck, like like around the neck breastplate because you feel like such like a woman, like dainty, where you can like show your shoulder. You know, just showing like a little shoulder. Yeah, and like you, like there's no um, bra or anything. Like yeah. Do you get yours from Aaliyah's closet? So <laughs> my breastplate I have now is like hand-me-down. It's like from uh-huh. this one queen, the color didn't match her. And then she gave it to this other queen who doesn't wear breastplates. So she gave it to me. That's why you got mildew on it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I've watched, I've watched it so many times. It's like, but yeah, it's a hand-me-down. But it's, I will say it's, it's like done its thing. I've taken the, the Velcro off of it. And I literally like basically like have durable string and I just tie it around my neck. I took my Velcro off and I I got like heavy duty Velcro from Home Depot and like sewed it back on so that it never comes off. Yeah. I find like just with the sweat and everything, one way or another, it just comes apart. So just tying it for me works. One of my friends took like a towel, like a thin towel, like an absorbent one and put it on the back of it and Uh, like cut it around. So when she sweats, like a towel absorbs it. But then the only downside with that is she, she can't take the towel off so when it dries it just like has like that foul smell I'm like girl just just put a towel on and then take it off after the, the end the drag queens are probably like the dirtiest grossest people like we're very gross but, but innovative we are innovative i was gonna say that like we're like we're like macgyvers but like we're also, like, <laughs> disgusting like it's like it's so rare where like i'm in a dressing room that smells good that smells like really nice like that's mm-hmm. like very far in between Oh, yeah. Yeah. The girls don't like to wash their tights or anything nowadays. It's crazy. Smells <laughs> like Doritos and Fritos um, and Cheetos. No. You know, also, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know about like New York, but like, I mean, it's probably similar, like all around. But like in Baltimore, it's so rare that we actually have a proper big dressing room. Like mm-hmm. we usually have like the cramped, like, wherever we can like find to like fucking change. So yeah, New York, they don't have like a um a lot of people think I'm from New York. I'm actually from from New Jersey. I just perform in I get drive into the city a lot. Gotcha. But the city doesn't have like a lot of actual dressing rooms. But yeah. my home bar has like the most glamorous dressing room you'll ever see. There's like a balcony, like a smoking oh area, like a fully working bathroom with like a whole light setup, a two big vanity lights that it's like insane. Air conditioning. What, where where's your home bar? Paradise in Asbury Park. Nice. I've heard really cool things about that bar. Have you ever been? No, I've never been to um, Asbury. I've been to Asbury Park, but I've never been to like. Oh, you have to come. We'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll talk like afterwards. And yeah. We'll set something up. We'll set something up for you. Yeah, I'll actually be in. I'm not performing, but I'll be in New York May 14th to the 16th. Cause the 14th to the 16th. Yeah. I, I think I'm out of town because my, my boyfriend's birthday is on May 13th and we're supposed to be going out of town. Me too. That's, that's my birthday. It's May 13th? May 13th. You're a tourist. Yes, tourist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'll just be in New York because I'm like, I guess I'm a weird drag queen where like, I don't like to perform like on my birthday weekend. Like I'm performing on my birthday, but that whole weekend I'm, I'm not performing. Work. Yeah, I don't like to perform like on my, I don't mind performing for my birthday on a date that's around my birthday, but yeah. my actual birthday, I like to celebrate as a boy. I feel, yeah, like the, so, like, the gigs at night, it's at, like 10, 10, 30. So I took, I took off work. So that whole day, I'm just going to chill and then like do the show at night. That sounds like fun. That's going to be sickening. Where are yeah. you at in the city? There, I'm at the manor. I have no idea when this episode will come out. But yeah, <laughs> May, 13th, <laughs> May 13th, I'll be at the manor, which is an amazing venue in Baltimore. No one has ever been. It's 
so fucking like just the venue alone is so it's gorgeous it's, i've never been to baltimore you need to come out you, i've never gigs. been i want to i think i actually just got invited i don't know if she's from baltimore but i just got invited to do a brunch I'm, i think it might be in baltimore was it in baltimore i have to look but i, I think it was in baltimore like a drag brunch okay yeah yeah we'll, we'll talk after yeah definitely because i would love to have you in baltimore and do the gigs work yeah we'll do like a, like a little cross tour you come yes. here and i'll go there i would love that yeah i never performed in jersey even though like my whole entire family's from jersey really I, yes my whole entire family there my mom's from it's like northern it's jersey bergen county bergen county yes yeah my mom is from bergen county and then my dad is from like a little bit he's kind of he was kind of closest to like asbury park it's probably but, like monmouth county yeah, yeah, like around that area. But yeah, they're all like from like more North Jersey. Work. Oh, yeah. so you're, we're basically cousins. Yeah, exactly. So I'm <laughs> very, I mean, I grew up in grew up in Maryland, but I was in Jersey all the time. My 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 grandma lived in Lakehurst. I know Lakehurst. Yep. Yeah, and then we we would we go to Point Pleasant Beach all the time. So Point I'm Pleasant's very, like ten minutes from Asbury. Yep. Yeah, so I'm very familiar with that area. Performed in New York City one time. Um, at Hardware Bar, which was a goal of mine. So I was, and I was early in my drag career and I looked crazy, but yeah. I love Hardware. It's a, it's a really fun venue. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to stop there and like get a drink and see who's performing because I love that bar. I first was at the bar, I think my first, like I think 2017, it was like, I was a year into drag. It was at DragCon and mm-hmm. I saw Britta Filter and Jasmine Rice LaBeja. Um, love Brita Filter. I, I actually like I always say like Brita Filter is one of the people who like gave me like such a big platform in New York City and like really helped me out out there. Yeah, I love her. She's like she's just one of the best live performers I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Like just so and good. such a sweet person too. Yeah, very sweet, very nice. Yeah, she got I don't know that she got a bad edit. She's much like much better than she was portrayed on that show. I agree. Yeah, she yeah. got a she the edit didn't really necessarily didn't really do her any any favors and the, the fans really didn't help. But yeah, the, oh my god, like they were those fans are fucking like awful. Yeah, we're, I mean, you and I were both on Twitter, so we like see how they are all like on a daily basis. It's it's terrible. Yeah, it's it is just like they have such a narrow point of view of like how dra- drag race works and how drag works in general. Yeah, so it's like they're fully basing it off of like the hour you know, an episode, you know, which is like... When yeah. it's like filmed for 50 hours, like kind of like condensed into like one hour, you know what I mean? Exactly. And people don't yeah. realize that. It's like, because it's like literally like they'll take like a phrase or a sentence that a queen says and it'll just splice it wherever. So yeah. yeah. And it's a reality show at the end of the day. Like, drag Race is a reality show. And especially like more so than now, like drag, like, I don't know, drag doesn't operate like the way Drag Race works, you know? Yeah, Drag Race is, is completely opposite than what you know, we do it like at nightclubs. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think that drag race kind of like shifted people's ideas of drag and made it like very one way. And then they go to like a nightclub and they see something different and they're like, well, I they don't do that on drag race. It's like, yeah, because drag race is, is something different. Exactly. And it's also yeah. pressuring like everyone to like spend, like I think in general, like there's this pressure to like having to spend a lot of money on their drag, you know, and like get like, yeah. Like, which like, no, like you don't have to spend a lot of money to like look good, you know, look polished. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they have like, the, the design challenges on Drag Race, but I feel like they need to like focus on more like being self-sufficient, like having more challenges where like 
if we are more self-sufficient. And those are always like my favorite challenges is like the ones where they would make, like they would give them materials and they said like, you know, make something from scratch to see like what they can do. I think that's like a challenge I personally would excel in because like I, I'm really crafty like that. But now I feel like it's, it's when those challenges were, were like, predominantly made up like a large portion of the show when it first aired and i feel like now it's more of like a you know who has the most money to get designers type of thing exactly. you know what i mean yeah but just want to say in the early seasons it was more like what drag queens actually do yeah it was a lot of more design challenges like the many challenges were like make pads like make a wig out of this you know like like more stuff like that we actually do on a regular basis now it's like oh like yeah like what what, what did you bring like what, what can you bring on the runway you know so yeah do you remember that the episode when they sent them to like the thrift store and they had to like bring everything and they had to cut everything up and make costumes? And my favorite quote from Shangela was like, they didn't clock me. They thought I was, I was Jada Pinkett Smith up in there. But like, yeah, but, the, but that's the thing though. Like it's like, that was a more realistic challenge, especially like being out, like uh, and they don't do this ever anymore. Like getting the girls out in like day drag. Yeah. Um, to like, yeah, to day walk. Cause that's something we have to do all the time. Do you, I, I will like, sometimes turn down a gig if it requires me being in like direct sunlight for a long period of time oh really so like yeah do you, do you not do a lot of like brunch gigs i do but i always like try to look at the venue and see what it looks like beforehand so if there's gotcha. like there's like a lot of window space then i won't do it i mean i also like i have a very specific way of painting so like i don't necessarily mind being in day drag if i have to yeah i just i also just don't like to be out like during the day in drag i'm not I'm, i feel like my schedule requires me to be out more like more often on the nighttime so if i have to be yeah. out in the day that means i have to wake up early which isn't really my thing that's i, I think that's that's interesting because it's like obviously new york city is so much like a nighttime city in general and i even drag like like, like nightlife takes up so much of that yeah and in baltimore and dmv in general like we're such a brunch heavy city in general i even drag like we are such a brunch heavy area. Really? I mean, we have nightlife, but like where a lot of us have, like, there's a lot of bars in Baltimore. There's not, there's not that many clubs. So yeah. So we definitely like our brunches and like we have night shows, but like they operate a little differently. Like we don't have too many like full out night drag shows. Mm -hmm. Um, We have like a lot of like um, pop-up shows. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, New Jersey is, is similar. Like New Jersey, we have like we only really really only have like I think two or three like gay venues where we have shows and those shows are always night. But then we have probably I want to say like six or seven venues that aren't like specifically gay, but they do like a drag brunch. Yeah. yeah. So there's like yeah, they, they definitely weigh out like the nightclubs here in Jersey. Yeah, that's similar with Baltimore. Like we have I think we have three or four. So we have the Eagle, which is the, our Baltimore Eagle is much different than the other Eagles. I mean, obviously the other Eagles are clubs, but like if you walk into our Eagle, it looks like a regular club. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look like a, you know, like an edgy, grimy sex bar, like the others, you know, like there is that, but that's like, you have to go in the back and then upstairs. (laughs) Yeah. They have it in, in New York city. And it's like, as soon as you walk in, you're like, Oh, Oh. I went there once, I walked in, I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. And I, I left after like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. So, so yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so like, our Eagle actually has like a, such a nice dressing area. You walk in and it looks like a, like a traditional like theater dressing room. Like it has like mirrors and like stations and yeah. It's really nice. And then we have that, we have uh, the Manor. And then we have this bar called Central, which is more divier. And those are like the three bar- gay bars. And then we have, those are the three gay bars that are doing drag. And then we have like, 
queer queer friendly spaces and like straight spaces that, that have drag shows but yeah mm-hmm. those are like the three bars and then, and then we have mixers but that's like on the edge of the city in the county yeah we have paradise which is my home bar in asbury and then we have uh georgie's which is another bar in asbury it's like i'm gonna say maybe like three blocks away mm-hmm. and then feathers which is like a little over an hour north oh wow and those are like the three that we have in new jersey but then like asbury park itself is like such a like a queer friendly neighborhood so we have like a bunch of other places and that's where we have like all the drag brunches so that's awesome we only have like three places here in new jersey sadly in in the the state in general or just in In the state in general yeah and there's two that are like literally not even a minute apart and you have to go over an hour to like the next one that's great isn't there a show in Cherry Hill, Jersey, or no? There's um, there's Vera, which has like a drag show, but they're like a restaurant. They're not like a like a gay nightclub. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Got yeah. Okay, interesting. That's yeah. crazy. Like, because you would think like Jersey is so gay. Like Jersey is like, is like a very gay city. I mean, state. You would think. You would think there'll be more. Yeah, but sadly, there's there's really there's not, unfortunately. Yeah, and then I think so, a lot of people just go to New York City for that stuff. Yeah, so like, where can people find you in New York? Where, where do you perform at regularly? In New York, I am at Pieces on the first Saturday of every month with Bootsy LaFerris and Didi De Fuego, or Didi Fuego. Shout out to Bootsy actually because she she's another one who gave me a lot of a lot of opportunities in in New York City. Yeah. I'm at Fuego on Thursdays, which is at Playhouse Bar, and that's hosted by Pixie Aventura, who also is another one who gave me a lot of opportunities. I'm sometimes at Hardware. I'm sometimes at Monster Bar. I'm sometimes at Stonewall. Sometimes I'm at Industry. Just did a show at Hush the other night with Madeline Hatter, who's another one who gave yes. me a lot of a lot of opportunities in the city. I always like to shout out people who have like, given me opportunities. Yeah. So, yeah, I, those, love, those I love Madeline. She's great. She's like one of the nicest people ever. So yeah, I'm predominantly like my, my reoccurring shows are the first Saturday of every month at Pieces with Bootsy LaFerris and Didi Fuego and then at Fuego Playhouse with Pixie Aventura. Nice. Yeah, I definitely want to check out Playhouse and Hush because I think those two, when I was in, I think it was in New York in 2019, those were, I don't think those, those were there yet. They weren't, no. Yeah. Hush was formerly Therapy. Gotcha. And then Playhouse was formerly Boots and Saddles. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely. But it's yeah. all been like the whole inside has been like completely gutted and like redone. So it's like and now it's like a like a, it's like a stage with like an opening yes. curtain. It's very glamorous. I love it so much. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So, Jolina, how would you describe your drag? Like in a, in a few words. Uh, I would say first word I would say is, is polished. I would say high energy, glamorous. But I also like dabble in a lot of people don't really know I dabble in like camp or like sometimes like a little bit of like alternative drag, but yes. mostly it's glamorous, high energy. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like in general, like like what I've seen like from New York performers is a lot of them are campy. Like a lot of them like like come like add humor and like a camp into their performances. Yeah. And there's also like a lot of like live singers too. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I just think like camp and humor go hand in hand with drag. Like I, I just like that. I don't know. Drag is like funny and playful and like not serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's also it's weird because like I, I have like a funny side, but I think I kind of established myself in New York City as being such like a like a like a pretty dancing queen. So like when mm. I do camp, people are like, oh, wait, I don't really sometimes like they don't really get it. 
Whereas in New Jersey, everyone like knows me for like all all of my different areas and drags. So, like I can whip out anyone at any moment and people will get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in New York City, it's not really that the same situation. Yeah, and I think it's probably because like, I mean, you do have like your two regular shows, but like because you're, you're more often like a guest performer. So I for the most part, yeah. yeah. So it's a little more different. Like when you're there, like when you're on a house cast and people see you all the time, you can mm-hmm. like show them more, like more sides of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I do at like my pieces show. A lot of people go out to pieces. Like I, I have a bit, like a bit of a following of people who come will come out to see me in New York City and they'll come to like the show at pieces. And like if I do something that's glamorous and I come out and do something camp in the second half, like they get it because I'm there all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> So how long have you been doing drag? How long have you been a drag queen? For about 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. I started, actually it's probably close to like 14 and a half. I started when I was like 16. And that's when I started like doing makeup and like trying to do like costume design. And then I started going out to nightclubs underage. Mm -hmm. And then when I was about 19, I started performing. Wow. Yeah. I guess, so did you start performing in Jersey or, or New York City? My first show was at this place called <laughs> the Long Island Eagle. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, my first show, I don't want to do anything that's local. Because if I go out there and I embarrass myself, yeah. I don't want anyone like, local to know about it. So my first show was in Long Island, the Long Island Eagle. And it was a competition and I, I won. That's amazing. I always get jealous of the girls that are like, yeah, I, my first time in drag, I won my competition, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you fucking bitches. Yeah, <laughs> I was, it took a lot. It's, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. And then I, I went and I did it and I won. And there was a lot of unhappy people that night because, you know, the Long Island drag community isn't the biggest. Mm. So everyone there was basically all the queens of Long Island. And then here I come from like two and a half hours out of state. And I just go and like sweep the competition. Yeah. Was it audience applause or was it like judges? I don't remember. I want to say it was, I'm pretty sure it was audience applause. Yeah. And I did this song by Rihanna, Rock You Out, I think it was called, by Rihanna. It was like one of her early songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. So yeah, that was like 14 years ago. That was back in 2000 and 2000, I want to say maybe 2012, 2011, Jeez. I think. But I was like going out to nightclubs underage before that because yeah. I always said before I, I performed, I really wanted to make sure like my makeup was like really good. Yeah. So I practiced that and then I went out at a time. I, I thought my makeup was good, but looking back, it probably wasn't the best. <laughs> See, that's smart though, because like, I, I did the opposite, like... When I first, like, I did a competition in drag and I fully painted my face for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was interesting. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did this thing where like, I was like, do my makeup in my bedroom and then I take pictures mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, I'd Photoshop it to see like what I liked differently. Mm-hmm. And then I try to recreate the Photoshop version on my face. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. smart. See, see, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I uh, didn't do any of that shit. I just kind of, I, I watched YouTube videos, but I, looking back at it, I watched YouTube videos that like the makeup, the dragon makeup they were doing, like I, like was, didn't match what I should have been doing, you know? Like I was yeah. watching fucking like Miss Fame's makeup tutorials. I love, I love those videos. I love her, but like I was using fucking banana powder and I was like, 
looking back, I was like, why the fuck was I using banana powder <laughs> on my face? You know what I'm saying? Because like she was using banana powder. I was like, okay, that's what I should do. And I'm like, no, I should, no, 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 no. And yeah. I remember banana powder was like a time. I remember when all the girls were using banana powder. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm like, why was I? Yeah. But also like, I didn't have nearly as much of the products as I should have had starting out as I do now. Like I didn't have neutral set. I think I had super white, but I didn't have clown white. Like I didn't have like the staples that I have now. It's crazy. Cause like when you're first doing drag, you're like, oh, I need more makeup. And now like, personally, I'm like, I have too much makeup now. So it's yes. crazy how like it does like that one, like that 180. Exactly. Like, like once I had my staples, like I had like, my powders and my like, my eyeshadow palette and my contour palette like I was pretty good mm-hmm. like like now like I literally I, I I know they're canceled but I use the James Charles palette for like a lot of my face and then like Ben Nye and then I use Derma Blend for foundation I I have the James Charles palette I didn't buy it it was <laughs> I was it was given to me but I was yeah, like yeah. you know what I'll try it and I tried it and I actually I really like do like it like I'll give credit where it's due it's a really good like a really good palette yeah, no, it's like it's great. And I, I feel like like for a drag queen or someone that's like doing more like dramatic makeup, like it's really good. It has everything you need. You can do like your contour, your eyebrows, like your eyes, all all yeah. palette. Yeah. It's like one of the palettes where like if you're ever traveling, you don't need to bring a bunch of palette. All I have to do is bring like that one. Exactly. And I bring that one with me like everywhere just as a, a backup. But yeah, once it once it's done, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go out and get any more. I, I was so yeah I was so I bought my first one before he was like canceled mm-hmm. and then I was like I was running low on like a lot of the colors and then my friend gave gave me a gift card and I used that because the James Charles palette's like now like half or 60% off mm-hmm. so I bought I used the gift card to buy it so I was like it's technically not my money that I'm spending someone else's so. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and I, I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure they're not restocking his his stuff. I think they're probably just like wanting to like just sell it off. I'm surprised it hasn't sold out yet. Yeah, because that was like one of like their best sellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think they they probably bought a lot. Like they probably bought so much and then like put it on the website like x amount at a time. But now uh-huh. I just I I just think they're trying to like get rid of all of it. Yeah, I remember like that same thing happened with um with Morphe. Didn't Morphe like sell out like? take Jeffree Star off of, off yeah. of the, the shelves. Yeah, so they're, they're not selling any more Jeffree Star stuff. Because, like, they, like, he used to have, like, his own section in the Morphe store. Really? Yeah, like, so there's a Morphe store in um, Towson, which is, like, in the county above Baltimore. And, like, he used to have his own section, like, in the Morphe store. I had no idea that Morphe actually had, like, a, like a walk-in store. I thought everything was online. No, so they had, it was all online, and then... They had like a couple, I guess, flagship stores, I think in New York and LA. And now they're like actual more and more, they're actually Morphe stores. Like it's pretty like common now, I think. I need to take a trip. Morphe is like one of like the main products I use. Yeah, no, the store is great. Yeah, the <laughs> the one in Towson, they were shady. They they have they put the Morphe store right across from the Sephora. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> It's actually kind of genius, though. It is, though, because because obviously, like, Morphe is much more, like, affordable than Sephora. So, yeah. Like, and they always have sales in Morphe. And doesn't doesn't Sephora sell Morphe? No, Ulta does. Ulta, oh, yeah. That's actually, that, yeah, that's really smart. I would, no. I would choose Morphe over Sephora any day. Well, mm, 
<laughs> that might have been a lie. I think I just told a lie there. Uh, are you, <laughs> do, like, do, do you use Sephora products in your makeup, in your drag makeup? Yeah, I use a Clinique foundation. I use a Huda, Huda Beauty foundation. So bougie, so bougie. I love it. Yeah, I have a, I have a very expensive face. It's, <laughs> it's not good. I mean, it looks good, I guess, in pictures and stuff, but it's it not does. good for my wallet. It looks very, like, smooth, like, very, like, very matte and, like, yeah, I use, like, fucking, like, Dermablend is better. Like, I like Dermablend because, like, it's buildable, mm-hmm. but I was using fucking, like, like, Mehron and, like, fucking, like, the gas. Uh... <laughs> Mehron, is it Mehron setting spray? The one that comes in, like, an industrial can, it's like a paint can? It might be Ben Nye. Ben Nye. So, I, that's called, they have this thing called Final Seal. Yes. Yeah. So I use that when I do like outdoor, like, like summer gigs, that mm-hmm. shit gets me through. But like, I would say like one of the bougier things I do use, I use um, Mac final seal. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's something I will like spend my 30, $40 on and get that. What? So, I don't know what the most bougie thing I own is. Yeah. I don't like when it comes to makeup, like I really don't try to like spend that much money on like products. Like I use Morphe for my eyeshadow morphe for my contour i get i get fucking lashes from the beauty supply store the, lashes the- i think are probably the cheapest thing i i that i wear but like yeah like my, my foundation is like 60 dollars, and then like my eyeshadows are like i use the the stila eye sticks and oh, those wow. like 40 dollars each yeah why? I, yeah why i love makeup and i also <laughs> like um like every now and then like I'll, I'll do something like really cheap like uh like my my primer is actually extremely cheap my primer's from elf but yeah. it's like the best primer i've ever used in my life and i've used some like really 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 expensive primers my setting sprays is, is, is expensive yeah yeah with primer honestly like you don't have to spend that much on primer like i use like i think an ultra one um mm-hmm. but yeah like pri- just like moisturize your face well you know make you know that, that's really what, it, what it's all about but yeah i think right yeah, and also, like, I think, like, eye primers are a scam. Like, all those, like, different types of primers for specific parts of your face, that's a scam. Yeah, like, use, like, the like the eyelash. What is it? Eyelash primer or whatever they use, like. The eyelid primer? No, no, eyelash. Like, like what's, what's this supposed, like, so, sometimes, like, they sell, like, things you're supposed to put on your eyelashes before the mascara. Oh, eyelash, eyelash, eyelash primer. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a scam. That's 100%. a scam. Mo- most mascaras are a scam. Yeah, especially for drag, girl. If you're using a rich ass, like an expensive ass mascara for drag, like you're wasting your money. Yeah, my I use I think my mascara is like probably like not even two dollars. Actually, no, I'm lying. Oh no, I, I lied. I my my <laughs> mascaras. I I do have one in there that's like a like a dollar though. In there. <laughs> I looked at it and it's like NARS. I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I don't really use mascara. Like sometimes I do, but like, cause I use weave bond to put my eyelashes on. Do you? Yeah, I know. It's not good. Do you have eyelashes? <laughs> I do actually have eyelashes. I heard a story of a girl that put them on and she like used it like, like to like put her eyelashes and pulled them out and like, like lost some of her eyelashes. I mean, some of them do come off, but like they grow back. I mean, I'm sure the weave bond is like really good, especially when you're like, if you like sweat a lot or like performing a lot. Yeah. yeah, I just use like duo adhesives, like some like cheap shit. Yeah, I mean, I will say duo has gotten better. Like the mm-hmm. there because like I used a duo like a couple months ago and it's gotten like sturdier. But when I started drag, like the only thing that could put, put my lashes on because like I use like three ones or even bigger was the the, the weave bond. The weave bond. I use weave bond uh, when I first did like one of my first shows. I used weave bond as a 
as like lace glue mm. and I didn't realize that like they, they like what it was actually used for so I like globbed it into my boy hair and then put my wig down on oh top my of it. god and then bobby pinned it because I was like oh I'm gonna dance 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 yeah, dance yeah, yeah. and at the end of the night my boy hair and the weave bond were basically like fused together and I was trying to take it off and, like my hair was coming out in patches so I ended up having to like shave my head so oh that's how I, I learned the hard way the hard way yeah but I feel like that like stuff like that always happens when you start drag like you put things or like you do things that like you shouldn't do because like you don't fucking know yeah yeah mm-hmm. like like a couple times I've like set my face with a hairspray which like don't do but like We're girls never. swear by it but like I I will break out like like just the textures no not not for it's me. the worst thing you could do yeah yeah and like the way girls like take their makeup off it's like I am like I have like a ritual like I use cold cream and all this stuff and like I use like the micellar micellar water Oh, um, micellar water. My, micellar water to take off my eyes and stuff because that's like better than like using like a makeup wipe. But yeah, some girls like they'll take it off with oil sheen. They'll use dish soap, you know, crazy things. I've seen girls like use oil sheen. Like they'll coat their face in oil mm. sheen and like wipe it off. I'm like, uh, oh no, how does your skin I hate you? Yeah, I but, so, but that's the thing. Some, some people like they have amazing skin. They're not sensitive. Like I have sensitive skin. Like I can't use any oil-based stuff like on my skin. Mm-hmm. So it's all cream based, like it, I can't, yeah, or like silicone, like, like or like with like the primer and stuff. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I used Albaline one time and I broke out, and I was like, "Yep, nope, I'm doing cold cream." What's Albaline? Albaline is like old school, like you can find it in the drugstore. Albaline. Albaline. That's like old school, like to take your makeup off, and it's like it's like <laughs> I think it's like an old school like moisturizer. Like same with cold cream, it's like an old school moisturizer. Uh, yeah, I take off all my makeup with a moisturizer. Yeah, but yeah. I wash my face and then moisturize it again. Yeah, like, yeah, Albaline is old, old school. Yeah, like, I've seen girls, like, take, like, globs of, like, Vaseline and, like... Yeah. Like, I, mean, I guess it's better than a makeup wipe or, like... If I'm, like, at a gig and I'm, like, in a bind, I'll use the cold cream and I'll take it off with makeup wipes. But I try not to put, like, makeup wipes directly on my skin because it's, like, the pooling and stuff. Whenever I use makeup wipes, I always try to use micellar water and, like, put yes. as much of it the makeup wipes as possible so that it's not... Because I feel like the makeup wipes are very harsh, but if you, like, douse them in micellar water, it makes exactly. them, like, a lot more soft and, like, yeah, it's not as bad for the skin. My skin has become less sensitive, but like, when I started drag, like, it was very sensitive. Really? Yeah, because I started when I was, like, 21, and my skin, like, I feel like my skin wasn't, like, fully, like, I guess normal. Like, I was, like, I had, like, a breakout, like, it would, like, ups and downs with my skin. So uh-huh. it, took, it took a couple years, like, for my skin to get, like, used to, like, wearing all the fucking makeup. Yeah, I uh, I have, like, a very, like, rigorous skincare routine. Like, it's actually really insane. People probably think I'm psycho if I ever, <laughs> like, went into detail. So I'm always, like, being very conscious about what I put on my skin and how I took off my, my makeup. Yeah, fortunately now, like, I, I have, like, a routine, but, like, it's not, like, I don't use so too many products. Like, I use, like, a cleanser, and then I have a toner, and then I use a mask, like, here and there. But, but in moisturizer, I use an AM and a PM moisturizer. But, yeah, I don't use, like, too many products anymore. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, a whole drawer of products that I use. Yeah, before, like, I would, like, I would do, like, the scrubs and the under eye and all that, like, all that mm-hmm. shit. Which, yeah, like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I do like the, the under eyes, the moisturizers, the, the skin peels, the, the, the masks, the, yeah, all the treatments. And no shit, like, I feel like, especially for under eyes, all of that shit is a scam. 
Like really? A lot, of, a lot of under eye shit. Like I use under eye cream, but mm-hmm. like honestly, like in November, I got like some under eye filler and it it, it, it it did the job. And I was like, why why was I Art. fucking spending money on all this like bullshit for my eyes? Like I'm like every year I'll probably get like under eye fillers. Like not a lot, but like a little under my eyes. Did it hurt? No, it didn't. I want to get my lips done, but I, I just like I see like the videos like the needle going all the way into the lip and like the person. Oh, it looks so painful. Yeah, I would say like because I've gotten like between my eyes done like with filler and then under my eyes and like under mm-hmm. eyes, she does it in multiple places. Like, and there were some places that were uncomfortable, but I mean needles don't really like because I have tattoos and stuff, so like needles don't really like bother me too much. Same. But yeah, I, I would say I recommend anyone if y'all have the money, under eye filler is like. Okay. Godsend. Yeah, people are so like against like getting work done these days. I'm like, if you have the money and if it's gonna make you happy, fucking do it. And Fair. honestly, like it like mine like wasn't no it wasn't super noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like it just it, it does what you need to do, it makes you less tired, it makes you look well rested. Like it depends how much you get obviously done, but like I didn't get that much. How long did it take? Girl, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. Probably yeah, probably a little longer because I, I did my under I did my brow. And then my eyes at the same time. So like 15, 20 minutes. I got my, my I, went, I went and got Botox for the first time last year. I was like, just like as like a, like a preemptive measure. The woman's like, oh, you need six units. So I'm like, is that a lot? And she's like, no, it's like, it's six shots. I'm like, oh, how much do people like normally get? And she's like, anywhere from like 20 to 30 shots. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so I guess I really don't need it. But like, here's my $200. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I, at first I got Botox here. And then I got filler. And for like this area, I prefer filler. Mm-hmm. Like Botox, like it's more gradual. But filler is like, like you see like the, right, right away. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to go. There's so much stuff like I want to like get done. Like not now, but like I already know, like when I get older, I'm like, okay, no, I'm gonna I'm probably going to get this done. I'm probably going to get that done. Yeah. I love plastic surgery. I think it's great. Yeah, I have a really good doctor. She's like really now. Thankfully, she's like, Obviously, she should be really knowledgeable. Yeah, because like Botox, depend. I mean, I didn't get that much, but she was like, but most Botox, it takes like two weeks to see the results. So I mean, I didn't see any results other than like the fact I couldn't move my forehead. Exactly. Yeah. So like, like... yeah, with Botox, like it's more of like the stillness and like the the smoothness, and with filler, you see more like instant results because it like obviously fills like any like under your eyes or like maybe like indents. Like anywhere oh i live yeah it was inter- it's interesting and it's definitely like filler is more expensive than botox so like filler is more of an investment but i recommend it if you have the money like go for it yeah like if it's, i mean i mean I, I also say like if it's not broke don't fix it but like definitely. there's nothing wrong with like enhancing yourself if, if it's gonna like give you that extra boost of, extra boost of confidence yeah, and gradually, like also, like it's good to be like gradual about it. Yeah, you don't want to look like the bride, like the bride of Goldenstein. You know what I mean? Or also, like for crazy. me, like you don't want to look like. I mean, I don't want to look like everyone else. Like I don't want to look like a plastic doll. Which that that's that's a look though. Like some people they look like, okay looking like a plastic doll, but for me, that's not my. That's not what I want to do. I live. I live when the girls are like pumped and like Botox and like oh the Brazilian yeah. butt lift and like oh I love it so no, much. I, do you watch Real Housewives? No, no. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen a single episode ever. Ah! So there's I this. I mean, all of them have work done, but like specifically in Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, all of them have a lot of work done because one of them owns a beauty bar, which is like uh, like a filler and a Botox bar. Mm-hmm. So all of them have work done, 
and there's one housewife, Meredith Marks. Her work is so good. It's a lot, but it's so good. Like, look her up after this. So Meredith Marks. Wait, what's her name? I have to write this down now. Meredith, <laughs> Meredith Marks. I'll show, hold on. I'll show you. I'll show you. Obviously, y'all can't see because this is an audio platform, but I'll show you the um, screen. Yeah, she's an icon. Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks. Yeah, yeah, I know like a couple of the Jersey ones because obviously like I'm from Jersey and uh, I hosted a pageant with Dolores. Yes. No, not, not, not Dolores, Margaret. Hold up. hold up. Can you see her? Hold up. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, hold up. Oh, I yeah. like that orange top too. How do I? Oh, I don't know how to. Oh, I'll send it to you. But yeah, she's. Send me after, yeah. yeah, she's pumped. Yeah, I actually worked with one of the New York housewives, Sonia Morgan. You don't know who that is? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know any of, this, any of the New York ones. <laughs> she did, like, this tour, like, this comedy tour. Like, she, like, worked with, like, these, like, three comedians from New York, and they, like, toured, like, the U- U.S. Mm-hmm. And I will say, what, the great thing about it is in every city, she, like, booked, like, a local queen to work with her. Like a drag queen? Yeah, a local drag queen. Like, n- like oh, no, yeah, like, no boo girls. Like, it was all local queens. I, I think I know Leah. Is that her name? Leah from Leah. Yeah, New yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, she came by uh, Pieces one night during Gay Pride, actually. Nice. And she was in the basement chatting with me, Bootsy, and Didi for a while. And she was really sweet. But she's the only one that I know from New York. I, don't, I, I actually didn't even know that there was a New York coach that, that night when she was there. You didn't, know, you didn't know there was a New York? No, I knew that there was like a, like a Real Housewives of like New Jersey, Beverly Hills, Atlanta. But I think but- those are the only ones. Yeah, there's Potomac. Potomac. That's in Maryland, there, actually. There's like a, a Long Island, right? Or no? Um, no, there's not a Long Island. Oh, that, would be an inter- that would be an interesting one, though. Long Island. Right? <laughs> Housewives like Staten Island. Oh, my God. That was Mob Wives, to, to be honest. Literally. That Literally. Mob, which, that show is iconic. And apparently, they're, they're rebooting it. But Drita is not a part of it, which, like, I don't care. Like, if Drita is not going to be part of it. Oh, I love Drita. She's my favorite. No, she's my eternal favorite. I love her so much. Oh. Yeah, because she was, like, the only one that was, like, truly, like, about it. Like, she didn't care. Like, yeah. she, she was ready to, to, like, fight at any moment. But now they're not going to have Big Ange anymore. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's, like, why, like, I feel like they shouldn't reboot it. Because, like, it did what it needed to do. Like, there are some shows, like, obviously, we're in such, like, a re- reboot co- culture. They need to stop. Everything's getting rebooted. I just, I was watching clips from the reboot of Dynasty. Mm. And like, I thought it was going to be kind of cheesy, but I actually genuinely liked it. Cause like, they got like all the scenes and all the scripts, like almost identical to the original. And like the oh. costumes were almost yeah. like, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is actually really well done. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what reboots I've watched that are good. I don't even know. Like, I feel like everything has been redone. Like, so not, it's not a TV show, but like the West Side Story remake was really good. I haven't seen the uh, the original. You haven't seen the original? I'm literally the worst gay. I don't know anything about Broadway and I don't know anything about Disney. So like whenever I'm in the city, I always get shit from like the Broadway people. And whenever I'm in like traveling <laughs> down to Florida, I always get shit from like the Disney people. See, Disney, like I'm I I know Disney, but like no shade. I think it's I think adults are a little weird. Adults that are obsessed with Disney, y'all are a little weird. That's a little weird, especially the adults that, that do trips to D- Disney just by themselves and no kids. That's a little weird. You're a little weird. 
sorry. Like, it's one thing if you're going to, like, uh, Epcot and shit, but, like, if you're going, like, in the park, like, with all the kitties, like, that's a little weird. Um, I've always been more of, like, a, like a universal person. I love, I only went once. I went, I went both, I went to both once, but I prefer universal. Yeah. Like, Disney, like, I like, um, I like the aesthetic of Disney and how everything is so clean and almost, like, perfect looking but yeah i just i prefer like the rides at, at, at universal they're a little bit more more my speed yeah definitely universal is a little more adult that's a little more like grown. yeah like disney is a, is a oh god we're gonna get assassinated by literally by literally the big <laughs> disney company but i just feel like disney it, it, it I'm, I'm gonna get canceled for saying this whatever yeah. i feel like disney has like slight like cult vibes oh definitely definitely yeah like and- like it's just there's something about it just that seems like weirdly sinister yeah i mean yeah definitely like it's such a it's like a whole world it's literally like a whole world yeah. if you work there you could literally they have everything there like you don't have to leave the property ever yeah so yeah no it totally is but coming back to broadway you should know more about broadway you are a bad gay i know <laughs> nothing like whenever we do drag roulette at the end of the show and like people will, will request broadway and i'm like I don't know any of the, any, like, I obviously I know Aladdin, because. Yeah. <laughs> do you see my little Aladdin right there in the background? Yeah, see. Because that's, like, my favorite Disney movie, but, like, I know a little bit of, about Lion King, but, like, anything else, I'm, especially this, like, especially the new school Disney, like, Frozen. Yeah. And things like that, like, I just, I couldn't tell you the name of characters. I don't can't tell you what song is from what. I've been to Broadway twice mm-hmm. once to see aladdin once to see something that wasn't even disney related it was moulin rouge oh. but other than that like broadway i just don't know anything i know nothing you don't know wicked i know like like the plot of wicked i know it's about like the girl from the witch from wizard of oz yeah yeah but like other than that like a uh, broadway stuff i just because like you like you have to have requested defying gravity like that had to have been requested in drag for that it was, and I thought it was from. That's not. That's not from. I, that's not from Frozen. That's right. No, that's, that's from Wicked. Yeah. See, I don't know what what what, what the Broadway, Broadway gays are gonna get you. And it's so crazy because growing up, I was such a diehard theater kid. So I don't know what point changed when I was like ugh, Broadway. Probably the theater kids made you not be a theater kid. <laughs> Maybe theater gays. Like, theater kids are awful. I have a theory that like I just haven't seen the right broadway play for me i think i think phantom of the opera like i like things that are like more dark nature so i feel like phantom of the opera i might like a little bit more i mean there's a lot of cool things that are on broadway right now i definitely when i'm up there i definitely want to see a show i would love to see hamilton live but those tickets are expensive don't know what that is you don't know you don't know what hamilton is hamilton no oh that's uh that's like it's like a historical one right yeah (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you know what it is you know what it is? It's the random breakout and like singing. Day. I don't like musicals. That's okay. what it is. And I feel like Broadway is mainly musicals. And I feel like if there was something where it was like a play where there wasn't any music, I think I would be probably like that a little bit more. But I just hate when things seem there's like a scene where it's kind of sad and then they just break out into like song and dance. And like I, I don't know. So yeah, the, the, uh, I'm on the Broadway.com and I'm looking at the plays. So like, so if you want to look at tickets, go to Broadway.com and then you can like filter by plays. And there's mm-hmm. like a bunch. There's a bunch of plays that are like you know no no singing or dancing. Oh, really? You can select like options. Yeah. What? I thought you. I thought every single play was just like song and dance. No, girl. 
What the fuck? No. So that's so that that answers like the, the question. One new thing I've learned this week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's this play called POTUS. Behind every great dumbass are seven women trying to keep him alive. That's supposed to be good. I think Rachel Dratch is in that, who's from Saturday Night Live. Vanessa Love Williams is, is, is in that. Oh, yeah, are they speaking about a specific president? I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. but that's just a straight play. Yes, yeah, I, I probably would like, well, that's, but then like, that's like, I think that's like very history kind of based. And plays are cheaper than musicals, obviously, because like, you don't have to put them, like, it's, there's less money that goes into a play than a musical. Yeah, because you have to do like, like all like the whole mics and sound. Well, I mean, obviously you, you would need that, but like the I sets and like rock. yeah, and also like musicals, like just like the people you, you're casting, like behind and like so on stage and behind stage, you need so much more people than a play. And so so like you have everyone that's like on stage, and then you need their their understudies. So Ooh. it's like so it's like so much. You like you're like just like when it comes to like just like the budget for a musical it's so much more yeah i can see that i can see why i, I love how you like you don't you, you have no interest of like wanting to know about musicals or broadway or anything i made the mistake once of saying that on the mic ah! was, we were doing drag roulette and we were getting song requests from the audience and someone said we need broadway and i was like no we don't and like <laughs> you could hear a fucking pin drop i thought i was like it was i was like in the middle of the lines then they're like how are you gay and a drag queen you know nothing about broadway i was like it just it just doesn't interest me. I like things that are different. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's funny. That's, <laughs> um, yeah, especially, yeah, depending how, because I know like House Kitchen is not that far from Broadway, like from the theater district. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's literally right up the street. Like, uh, like one of the clubs is, is the Ritz, and the Ritz is like literally the block away, like two blocks away from, from uh, like the theater area. Times yeah. Square and all that. I would, yeah, I'm bit, but I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. So, and I mean, plus, yeah. like, you're t- like, if it, everyone look up J- Jolena Jasmine on Instagram and Facebook, she's dances and kicks and flips and does all that shit. So, I don't think you need to do you, you don't need, you don't need to do learn Broadway. You're, you're pretty, pretty people don't need yeah. to learn Broadway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there was like some like some like dark theme play that was like a little bit more violent or gory, then I'd probably, probably be into it. But yeah. I just haven't found the right one. I don't. I don't want to completely write off Broadway. I'll say that I haven't found the right show for me yet. Okay. That was a good save, wasn't it? That was a good <laughs> save. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what dark, like kind of like more like. I mean, there there are like some ones that are more dark. Like there's been ones about like mental illness and about like like suicide and stuff. But I'm just trying to think like what's on Broadway. I don't even know what's on Broadway now because like things like were like postponed and like because of the COVID and everything so like I don't even know what's on Broadway anymore what do we have there's the music man which is a classic but you probably don't know if I had a guess I'd say it's probably about Elton John no not at all no it's like about (laughs) like this it's about this con man that comes into this town and tries to like swindle everybody oh see Uh, I feel like I, I might like that yeah, I was in that when I was in high school. Were you? <laughs> I, I had the only, like, major non-singing part in the musical. <laughs> Can you sing? No. Oh. So I will say in high school, I was a little better. In high school, I could, I could carry a tune. But, mm-hmm. but when I had to, like, audition for, like, singing stuff, I would get so nervous that I would just, like, fuck up and, like, yeah. But I was, I, I, knew, I was a good actor. I knew how to, like, entertain an audience. So, like, 
that was fine, but like singing, yeah. So I was the I was the mayor and the music man in high school. I yeah. miss high school. I miss plays. I'm trying to think what else is a little dark that's on. Oh, so <laughs> I don't know. You probably don't you don't follow Broadway, but Funny Girl is like a it's like a big musical. It's like it was with Barbara Streisand. Everyone's talking about that now. Yeah, so like Don't Rain on My Parade, you've heard that's like a popular. So I think what's her name? Bernie Feinstein is like in the role. It doesn't matter. And apparently, <laughs> like she's not doing well. Like she's not doing well at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I saw someone wrote, they made a, a status and they said, they wrote, funny girl, not so funny. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, gets, she gets, like, recast. Like, if, like, someone, like, fills in for her. Cause what, what's that play about? I'm actually, this is bad. I'm actually not sure. I've actually oh. not seen Funny Girl. And don't hate me. Well, you me. know more about Broadway than, than I, I do, don't so. hate me, theater gays, even though I've done, don't wait on my parade a lot before. So it's about a girl... It's just about this girl becoming a star on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, sounds kind of like uh, a star is born almost. Yeah. I mean, that's like very much what a lot of stuff is about. There's a Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice on Broadway. That I want to see. That one I think I would really like, actually. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other things are a little like more dark. Uh, Macbeth. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you what that Macbeth? You don't know what Mac- the, the Shakespeare play? No. <laughs> Oh my god. I did want to see Wicked because I feel like that right there would probably be good. Yeah, that's a little more darker. Um, Yeah. But did you not read Shakespeare in high school? No. No? No, I I mean, I don't think I did. That's a Jersey education for you, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I don't think I did. I we probably read it in like theater class. I'm sure we probably have, but it's just like one of those things where you know like when you're just like not interested in something so you kind of just erase it from your mind totally like one of those type of things yeah Macbeth was like yeah like Shakespeare in general because I feel like when I was in school like they didn't do a good job of like trying to make us actually understand what we're saying like I I feel like because like especially in theater like I feel like there should have been a whole like weeks on weeks of like understanding the text and then going for it but like, if you're just like saying words that you don't understand, like it's not going to without the out. breakdown. Yeah, yeah. I was always I was in in high school. I remember I was really big on like Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, he's from Baltimore. Is he? Yeah. Oh shit! I love that. Yeah, he, we have a bar called the House or the Horse He Rode On or something, and that's like a, it's like his bar that he would come in. I love that. He had like a a, a poem or something called was it called the Raven? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember that one. That's that sticks out. Um, but Shakespeare, not not really so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love how we're talking about everything that's not drag related. We love this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have come to the end of this podcast. We've come to the final, actually the final section that I like to call let's rave about it. So what is something you can't stop talking about? Something that you are raving about to people? Simone's finale look on RuPaul's Drag yes. Race. A lot of people were saying, oh, it was just, you know, jeans and a crop top. But I, did you see the video how they made it? I didn't see how it was made, but it looked really nice. Like it looked more, like it looked, it looked very, very nice. The crop top is actually like, like a cast that oh, they sculpted. Wow. Yeah. And the jeans were like covered in like 50,000 like Ryan, like store off yeah. or something. The, the jeans looked expensive. Yeah. 
yeah, that's something I cannot stop reading about. I think it looks fucking amazing. Oh, can I curse on here? Sorry. Yeah, of course. I'm making no money off of this. You can curse, curse, <laughs> curse, curse, curse. Yeah, I loved, I loved her finale look. I love how she's like so pro-black, so much herself. She's not like conforming to any type of standard when it comes right. to drag race. Like, yeah, like who said you have to wear a fucking gra- fucking gown to like crown somebody? It was just very like authentic. I really love that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think what I would what I'm talking about, what I'm raving about. Oh, you know what's something I I I wanted to get your opinion on. We're gonna this is gonna be a long podcast anyway. That's fine. You can get so, some parts if you need to. So I I follow it, New York New York City drag. And, I already know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Shakita Hall. <laughs> Shout out uh, to her because she's also another one who gave me legendary, legendary queen who I've yes. never, I haven't seen perform yet. But like, I when I'm in New York, I want to. So she has a weekly contest called Drag Wars, yep. and she implemented this rule, this one minute rule. If you do not like, if you are just like you know trying to go out there and collect money, if you're not taking it seriously, in like the first minute, they will play off your music and you will be asked to like go off stage. So what are your thoughts and feelings on that? I think that there are, uh, there's a lot of drag competitions in New York City. There's, you know, Polish the Queen, there's Look Queen, there's, you know, Drag Wars, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, as someone who works at Pieces and as someone who's also competed in Drag Wars and as someone who's went there just to watch the show, mm-hmm. I completely understand where they're coming from because a lot of queens the show is very long and there's like sometimes upwards of like 20 queens in one night. And you can just tell some queens are there just, just, just to make money and like not, they don't really put a lot of effort into it. And I think that one minute is it's one third of your, it's like one third of your performance time. I think that's more than enough time to go out there and prove that you're actually there for a purpose. I think that a lot of queens are, how do I put it like, well, and you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be put no. nicely. I think that there's that there's like a lot of entitlement with a lot of the newer queens where they just they think that that they are deserving of a spot right off the bat and that they to, to me I think that even in a competition you should always try to give a hundred percent and I think if you're just out there just to like you know collect money but you don't really care about winning then you're then you're taking that spot from a queen who actually really wants to excel at drag and actually wants to be like a good performer so I personally don't find an issue wrong with it and i think that if any queen doesn't necessarily like it then like i said there's many other competitions that they can that they can do well said i am (laughs) i'm so for the role i wish the role was implemented implemented at drag shows in general like if a bitch is not if a bitch like if a bitch is not like giving it her all or just collecting tips or you know like but get them off the fucking stage like and you can always tell yeah, because it's such a privilege, like, to be a drag queen, to be a drag performer in general, to be on the stage. And it's like, if you're not taking this seriously, like, get off. Yeah. And, like, not only that, but it's also a privilege to be, like, on a stage for Shaquita's show yes. in New York City. So if you're going to go out there with, like, with, like, you know clearly you have ripped tights on and like you didn't brush your wig and like it looks like you put no effort into it and that's that's not your aesthetic then just like you're just here to collect tips and you're just you're taking away that spot from someone who maybe spent hours doing their makeup or try to sew their own garment and actually is putting in the effort to be there i mean i get why people are mad because like there's there's such a this like now it's like such like all drag is valid 
in like that kind of like, you know, that is like a very all-encompassing term. And yeah. they think like, oh, like just because I'm on stage and I'm putting on a wig and putting on makeup and putting on this and that, that everyone should should be pay attention to me and everyone, you know, I should get everyone's money. And and that's not the case. I have a theory and I, I say this and it ruffles feathers all the time. And I, I don't really care because your feelings aren't really facts, but I say all drag is valid hundred percent. I will never, I will yeah. never deny that, but that doesn't mean that all drag is, is good. And it doesn't mean that all drag is deserving of a spot because the fact is some Queens put more energy and effort into their drag than other Queens do. And I think with things like drag race, it's made drag so mainstream and it made so many people want to do drag for the wrong reasons. And with that comes a sense of like entitlement where it's like, okay, I put on a wig. So now you have to give me a booking or, and I just, I, yeah. just disagree with that i agree with what, what you just said like people really think like just because just like you're like, they're in drag and they have a wig on their head and they have makeup on that like they are deserving of everything and i'm like no like you have to pay. first of all you have to be you know talented and, and entertaining and you know captivate a, a crowd and i do believe there was a little bit of paying your dues with yeah, drag. absolutely like not like to the extent of like every gig should be a tip spot or something but there is there is the there is a thing of paying your dues. Yeah, but no, I I think that rule should be implement, implemented for drag shows because I even for me like I when I started out even the first couple of years of doing drag like there should have been times where I shouldn't have been on a stage like I look crazy. Mm-hmm. And I saw a status from uh, DJ Nikki Boombox who was who was our, our DJ on Saturdays at Pieces mm-hmm. and he said that he he DJs the show and he made a status and he said you know last night girls came out and you could tell all the girls were putting effort in and 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 it was a really great turnout. It just goes to show that that the rule works and the people who are there for the right reasons were there. And I hope that they, they stay firm on it and they don't change it. And that's the thing. I, I feel like it's a, that that rule like will put a fire under someone's ass. Exactly. You know? And it's just, that's the point of it. It's not to like, just like, you know, yank people for off the stage. Like it's, a, it's enforcing and it's like inspiring people to like put their best foot forward. And to like up their, up their game. Yeah, as, as we all should be upping our game. Also, another thing I want to get your take on, the Taco Bell drag show, drag brunch that's happening. I don't know. So I've been seeing things about it. I don't know a lot about it. I know that Hissy Miles was doing the ad campaign, who, yeah. who I'm, I'm friends with. She's also another Jersey girl. Shout out to her because she's, she's killing it right now. But I saw the campaign. Is it, I guess they're doing drag brunches across the country and, and Taco Bell's catering it or no, no it's in five cities okay and it's at the Taco Bell cantinas so like the restaurant Taco Bell's I so we have a Taco I don't know if it's the same type but we have yeah. a Taco Bell near me and like there's like with the space the setup I mean I guess Taco Bell's are different depending on where you go but yeah so it's, it's not like a regular Taco Bell it's like there's a Taco Bell cantina where like they serve alcohol and stuff oh see i didn't know that yeah so they're they're like there's they're like i think there's like one in like the major cities like there's a cantina in fort lauderdale which which they'll have one of the shows there there's one in dc which they won't they won't have one of the shows there but like it's like a big taco bell like it's like a, a restaurant style i didn't yeah. know that i actually love that idea yeah and i think it's great and it's also like get that corporate money like like hopefully they'll actually pay the divas more than 50 bucks like yeah right yeah i mean i i know no don't talk about i think that they'll they're, they're gonna give them a, a nice check a real nice check i hope so like jesus like did you say cheese us 
Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I was like, no, I saw what you did there. Jesus. I'm not that. I'm not that punny. I'm not that. Like, I <laughs> but speaking of that, they the queen that's hosting it. Her name is Key or Key Sadia. <laughs> that's the queen who's hosting all the shows. And I was like, oh, I love that. they really like they really scoured all the drag queens and like yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I assume they're probably gonna fly her from like each location. I'm assuming, yeah, because it's like in Chicago, Vegas, for Lauderdale. Yeah. Shit, good for her. Good, good. That's a good gig. And, that, and that's and a that, real good gig. And and then they're booking like local talent in each of the cities. Any gig where you get to like travel is a good gig. Mm-hmm. I love traveling. I've traveled. I traveled before the pandemic, but now I'm like tra- getting getting out to traveling a little more. And I, yeah, I was in Fort Lauderdale. At the end of February into March, I'm gonna be in Philly in May. Yeah, and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy like meeting meeting other queens, being in other venues. Like, I was just in Philly uh, like two or uh, like close to a month ago. Nice. Yeah, they're talking about a lot about Philly on over on the Twitter. <laughs> where where did, where did you perform in in Philly? Taboo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> why Why did you say it like that? Did, have you have you been on Twitter? What like what's happening over there right now? Oh yeah, like, like a bouncer got, got killed. Right? Yeah, no, it's, it's so weird. So I was like, I was just there like a month ago. I mean, when I when I was there, I had a I had a good time. Shout out to everybody over at Taboo. Which, it's just sad that what show that did happened. you? Yeah, I know it's really sad about that. But yeah, what show did you work? I was booked to do. It was like one one of their talent not talent shows. I guess like competition show. Oh, was, was <sighs> it was it the, their Monday night one? Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's like yeah. every Monday night they have like an open stage there. Yeah, Valencia Prime is the one who she's like a sweetheart. They're one of the nicest people I've ever met. She's the one who got me the got me the gig. So uh, nice. Yeah, I will be yeah. in Philly the nineteenth, May nineteenth, and the twentieth. You performing? Yes. Work. Are you at Taboo? I'm at Taboo that Friday the nineteenth. They have a really fun stage. You're gonna love it there. Yeah, I've never performed at Taboo. I mean, I've never performed in Philly in general. I was at Taboo for one of their brunches, like to see their brunch, but I, ha- I have I didn't go upstairs. But I'm excited to be there. Yeah, the first time I was there was like a couple of years before the pandemic, back when it was like under a different name. I don't remember. I went there one night and I was I was drinking before I had went in because we were bar hopping, mm. and I was like blacked out by the time I got there, and I was just like it was a maze because there's like one there's like three or four different floors and there was like mirrors everywhere and I was like where am I it was so packed yeah that was a that was a good time <laughs> I fell down the stairs oh my god Jesus. yeah so I like went back there and like I'm sober because like I don't I don't really like to drink at my gigs yeah and uh, I went there and I was like I don't remember being here but I remember like the layout was very odd but it was beautiful inside well, I think that's a good, good, good way to wrap up this show. You fall yes. down the stairs. <laughs> so <laughs> where can people find you in person, online? You can find me in person at mainly at Pieces Nightclub in New York City and at Playhouse in New York City. And then you can also find me in person at Paradise in Asbury Park or hosting any of my brunches, which I post on all my social medias. And my social media handles are all at Jolina Jasmine. And that is my TikTok, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, and most importantly, my Venmo. Yes, yes. Yeah. It all. Um, are, you, are you active on TikTok? Very, yeah. I post TikToks like maybe like mm, three times a week. That's great. Yeah. They say you're supposed to do it three times a day, but I don't have that much energy. Three times a day, they can go fuck themselves. That's a lot. Yeah. 
it's a lot especially like i don't know how it is now but like i would i did i used tiktok like at the beginning of the pandemic and it's so it wasn't user-friendly to like edit in like i would Uh spend so much time trying to edit so i was like fuck that and now i I do reels i like do instagram reels Mm -hmm. and that's much more user-friendly to edit Uh, yeah the tiktok they um they've upgraded so like now they're now it's really it's a lot easier to edit and i always take my tiktoks and put them under my instagram reels so that instagram mm. pays me for them oh nice yeah look at you yeah little businesswoman (laughs) queen yes 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 yes. yeah i just i it's really for me it's like the time and energy to like make all that content because like i have like a day job outside of drag so like having like i work for a nonprofit. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I do social media and communications. So that's like my day sure. job. So like trying like any more time I have to like be on social media besides like promoting my gigs and just like talking shit. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a lot. it's a lot to like create, ton- create content all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very stressful, especially coming up with like new ideas and new content. Like ideas is just, it's a lot. It's very taxing on the brain. Yeah, honestly, I just like I just try to get like pictures of me in drag when I'm like at a gig. Like, like I hope to do that. Like that's the baseline of like, just like take photos of myself. Like m- maybe get a video, yeah. of me, get get videos of me performing, get videos of me walking. It's like a simple one and done, like a picture, and then you're set. Literally, it's it's a lot. Like I give it up for any any of the queens or performers that like are like social media famous and like have a big following and like are constantly like uploading stuff because it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of work. You have to be very, like, pretty much glued to your phone 24-7. Yeah, and, like, all, I, I don't know. I, I just like to talk, I like to talk shit on the, on the internet, so that's, like, what I like to do. Same. Um, I'm very opinionated on Twitter. You are, which I love. Very. And the girls get mad, and I'm like... They do, but I'm, that's, you know, it's my opinion. If you don't like it... But, like, I hate... We'll end this fucking podcast soon. That, like, if someone has an opinion... And it's not even, it, if the opinion's not even, like, if it's not, like, a, like a, a life-threatening opinion, or it's like, but, like, they love to, like, try to make that, like, base that on your whole personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I see that all the time. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, if you don't agree with me, then you must be a really, like, sad, da-da-da-da human being. I'm like, girl, it's just an opinion, and it's mostly, usually, I see about drag or something. Like, just because I have a feeling about drag doesn't mean, like, you can base it on my whole entire like, existence. Yeah. Cause like, you don't even know who I am outside of Twitter. You know, nothing about me. So exactly. And people take social media so seriously, so seriously. And I'm like, yeah, this is like one thing I hope people listen, like stop taking social media so seriously. Like I just love to troll. I love to like talk shit. Like we should like be taking it so like less seriously than we are. For what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, for what it is. Like bitch, fucking Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Like, we crazy cal- yeah which is crazy but we all need to calm down like li- like literally which honestly like people are like up in arms like but i'm like who do you think owns twitter now like a bunch of white billionaires so like it's not anything different you know what i'm saying like then what's yeah already out there yeah people are acting like it's like this group of like you non-profiters that are like running social media no it's a bunch of greedy ass business people <laughs> that are running social media like jesus christ yeah, I, I always try to be, I used to be, when I first started my, my, my drag page on Twitter, I used to be very politically correct. So like, I don't want to yeah. say this, that's going to get me canceled, but like, the longer you're on there, you're just like, you know what, someone has to have an opinion. Why not, it, like, why not it be me? Yeah, and just, people are just so sensitive, like, so, 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 so sensitive. And stupid. Uh, and just, yeah, and also, like, you don't have to, like, say everything you're feeling, like, all the time. Like, 
Like, right. Take a minute. Take a take a break and like think about it, and then go. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. As I'm trying to get uh, trying to finish the episode, you can follow me at Pariah Sinclair on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Venmo, Cash App. Yeah, and then Instagram are all my gigs. I have a website, PariahSinclair.com, but that's being updated. I'm hoping to get a new website soon. But yeah. Thank you so much, Jelena, for being on, being a guest today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, this is this has been an amazing episode. Hope you all learned something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have an amazing day, everyone. Goodbye.